welcome to Season 2 of Elevate with V, a nurturing and collaborative community with the mission of empowering you to overcome challenges and to live your most extraordinary life. I'm your host, V, and through my own healing and transformational journey, I've encountered a wide variety of healers who have all in their own way shared one universal message that every storm has a silver lining. Join me in each episode as I engage in meaningful conversations to empower us to transform our darkness into purposeful light. On this podcast, we elevate. So let us journey together and be lifted up to our greatest potential. Welcome, everyone, to Elevate with V. So excited to be here with you. This podcast was inspired by my own healing journey. I aspire to share amazing healers and coaches to keep helping us to elevate on our journey so we can keep aligning with our soul's calling and gifts. I can't wait to introduce my guest today, Matthew. I had the pleasure of connecting with him on Facebook during the pandemic time through my dear friend, Michael. Uh, and Matthew, I just love your authenticity, your courage, your transparency, and I always feel your genuine desire to share your highs and your lows to always remind people that they are not alone and that there's always support. And I'm so excited to learn more about you and your journey today. So welcome, Matthew. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yay, and I can't wait to get into it today, but I did want to also share his official bio. And Matthew Stapley is a naturally gifted, full sensory psychic medium, public speaker, minister, and teacher serving people in communities worldwide. I love it. Aw, thank you. So as you know, Matthew, this show is highlighting healing journeys and how we have each navigated through quite a few storms to get to our silver linings. So I wanted to ask you what event or events kind of led you into stepping into your own personal healing journey? You know, I think it was uh, a, a great conspiracy <laughs> on part of the universe, because really, there were so many different things. And, and like many people, I spent a whole lot of time trying to be perfect and trying to uh, project, you know, maybe even uh, an image of perfection on some crazy <laughs> level. And I think uh, my healing journey really started when everything fell apart. Um, I had left a relationship, I experienced a lot of heartbreak, uh, illness showed up, but it all came in different stages. So I don't think there was like one moment, you know, where everything got underway. But I will say, there were some really big moments that, um, you know, took almost everything away from me, I think, in a sense. So I was left with me and myself and had to go within and figure out who I really was and, and who I was in relationship or in relation to the world around me. And that was um, really hard. <laughs> it was really challenging, but uh, still a work in progress, I think, like many of us. Yes, I love that. So I know you've said that there's many and I know many of us and I know people are also familiar. Not everybody likes the term, but dark night of the soul. Yeah. Um, is there point. any particular one that you would say like really pushed you through and helped you kind of like really step into some of those things that you needed to like work on and clear out? Because, you know, the whole thing is all of these experiences as challenging, as difficult and you know, there's so many other adjectives that they could use, right? But it's about 
those things turn into our purpose. They turn into our gifts. So anything kind of connected to that that you would like to share would be amazing. Sure. So I think one of the the big ones for sure was my health started to decline like pretty rapidly. Um, I guess it was about five or six years ago. And I really felt like there was something wrong, you know, physically something wrong, mentally and emotionally something was wrong, even like at an energy level, you know, I felt like something was wrong. And I went to my doctors and I went to everybody. I went to every doctor, healer, witch doctor, shaman, (laughs) whatever, whatever I could find for answers. And I think one of the hardest parts of that whole process was finding a doctor who was going to actually listen because, because I have like um, disabilities and learning disabilities and autism and things like that. Everyone took the symptoms and just put it on that, you know? And so. But I knew within myself that, hey, there's actually like something wrong, wrong. (laughs) And so um, I finally found a doctor who was going to listen and who agreed to help me. And she found out that I had like a really unusual blood disorder that was causing a lot of the symptoms that I was having. And um, and so I think that started a huge process and unraveling, I think. And I didn't realize it at the time, Um, but I was already kind of like stuck at home with like, you know, lots of anxiety and all these physical symptoms. So I wasn't really even able to go to see a doctor in person. And so I learned the very hard way how crazy the navigating of the medical system can be when you are somebody who is kind of coloring outside the line, so to speak. And so, you know, going through all of that and having to really ask for help and kind of be at the mercy of other people in the universe, uh, it was a very humbling experience. It was something that, um, you know, I think created um, an arena for me to see all of the imbalances within myself, but also the imbalances within the world around me um, and the world around all of us. And so I think that was a really challenging, very eye-opening struggle, I think. And it is something that brought me to a place within myself where I had two choices, like survival or not, you know, survival or not. And, um, and I had to learn how to do some kind of scary things for myself. And I had to learn to ask for help and really advocate and really use my voice. And uh, I had to learn to find out what what was in me that made it hard to use my voice in the beginning. Um, And so it brought all these things together. It is very much a work in progress. Still, I think silver linings for me, they aren't a a destination um, so much as something that comes in when we need it the most, right? And so I was speaking to a friend earlier today, and she said, you know, I just want to be happy. And I said, that's unrealistic. Um, I think what's realistic is feeling fulfillment or or being content. Um, And that is something that I personally shoot towards. And that's something that I've been finding through this healing journey um, and realizing as well that when we let our walls down and we really let people in, even to the more grotesque parts of our lives, um, we realize that we're all really the same or we're all going through something or we've gone through something. And I think that can form a beautiful community, community. And that fellowship in itself is profoundly healing. And so, you know, I think I've discovered the power of community in a very, very big survival <laughs> survival level even, uh, which is beautiful. It's beautiful, hard, but beautiful. 
Mm, thank you so much, Matthew. I love that because I really do feel that that's something that you reflect a lot, which I think is so amazing about, you know, really building community. And I think you've really done an amazing job of that. And, uh, you know, kind of what I shared in the intro is, you know, you share every aspect, you know, like you'd be like, hey, not having a very good day today. How are you all doing? You know, so I love that you are constantly reflecting to people that it's completely okay where you are today. You could be on like this crazy high and enjoy every moment of it. And then tomorrow you could be like, okay, I don't even want to get out of bed today. Like, I just want to just stay here, just not do anything. And the truth is all of it is okay. Right. And very, very much so. Yeah, and I think that's so important. And I, the other thing that I do appreciate is that, um, you know, you're always trying to offer different, I don't know for a better word, but like tools, right? You know, or resources yeah. to people. Um, and, um, I know that you've created a couple of things. So we will definitely get into that as well. Cause I know that you have, uh, over the course of time developed some beautiful, uh, tarot oracle decks. You have a book. So we'll definitely touch on that, but I kind of want to take you back a little bit. So, what was uh, a little bit of your childhood like? I'm very curious. What was Matthew as a young child? So, you know, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting question. So uh, I had a, well, sort of a crappy childhood in a sense. Um, but, you know, when most people think of a crappy childhood, they think of their, you know, bad family or something. And I would say my family was the only reason that I got through my younger years because they're amazing and they still are amazing. We're we're all very, very close and we always have been. Um, but the school side of things like the academic side, the social side. All of that was really, really hard. I mean, growing up with Tourette syndrome and learning disabilities and neurodivergence and all of that was really, really challenging. And I think that, you know, for for those of us who go through a journey like that, we're kind of made to feel different and not in a good way from a very young age by our teachers and our classmates and our, our society. And I think that navigating that was really, really challenging. And it was um, not even until a few years ago that I finally began to make peace with all of that stuff, uh, all of those childhood traumas and differences and, you know, and finding empowerment, even looking back at it, you know, to, to times where, um, you know, where I did the wrong thing, but my adult self was like, good for you. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, so I think, uh, childhood challenging for sure at a school level, academic level, amazing at a family level, uh, hard at an intrapersonal level. You know, I was always a kid who thought big and thought about everybody and everything in the world. And I was always very curious. I wanted to know everything about everything. Um, and so I think that curiosity also kind of got me through a lot of that. Um, Outside of that, I was always described as like very compassionate and loving and like kind of an adult in a kid's body and creative um, and, and things like that, very mature in some ways. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think I was, you know, I was a weird kid, probably. And then we throw the psychic stuff in there and it gets really crazy. Right. So, like, I think, yeah, I was I was one of those kids where teachers either really liked me or were like almost afraid of me. <laughs> yeah. 
I love it. Well, thank you so much. You literally led into what I was going to ask you next. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting. I didn't know that you had, you know, some of these other things, challenges in terms of health. And, you know, I can't even imagine how you were navigating at that time. I mean, now I know there's so many more resources. Yes. Um, so it's like, how did you even manage? I mean, I'm so grateful because so many of us that are on this journey haven't always had the support of our parents. So the fact mm -hmm. that you had, you know, uh, parents and family that truly supported you, I can't even imagine how, you know, it's just such a gift to have that. Very much so. And, you know, my family, I would, uh, if I had to pick a word that, that really hits home for me to describe it, it's acceptance. Um, and the second word would be support, you know, and just being right in, in my corner every step of the way. Uh, I was very lucky to have parents that in the late 80s and the 90s were so ahead of their time in terms of the way that they thought about things. And, um, you know, I, I, I really don't think I would be here still if it wasn't for my family. That's so beautiful, Matthew. So you touched on it, and I was going to ask you about this anyway. So, you know, you are a psychic medium, fully sensory. So were you aware pretty early on that you had gifts? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. My mom was very aware, apparently from like two or three years old. I became aware at about eight years old. That's where I really was like, okay, now I'm like really weird, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah. I was, um, my dad was traveling in Thailand, uh, and he called to say hi to me and my mom and my brother. And I got on the phone with him and I described the room he was sitting in over the phone to him without having any knowledge of really where he was, um, other than that he was in a place called Thailand. Um, and yeah, he freaked, he freaked him right out. Uh, and it was all like pretty detailed descriptions of, you know, the room he was in, the things that were sitting beside him on the table, uh, right down to a fountain that was outside that he didn't even know was there until I made him go and look. So it was very, very uh, intense. After that, it just started to happen more and more and more. Uh, and I started getting visitations from people who had passed away. And I started seeing aura colors around people. Um, and, you know, insight would come and I would get feelings and visions and all kinds of stuff. So for me, it was around eight years old where like it was a really big eye opener. But then the following, I don't know, almost 10 years, it was just like one new experience after another, after another, after another. Wow, amazing. So you said that your mom sensed this about you when you were like two years old or something. So um, is she someone who's also pretty gifted and tuned in or? Uh, I think so. I think she was. She's passed on now. But I, I think she was. She was a very empathic person. And her mom uh, and dad, they came from families that were very tuned in psychically and were into healing work. Uh, and card reading and all kinds of stuff like that. So she kind of grew up with a strong interest in it anyway. But I guess apparently before me and my brother were born, she went and got a reading. And that psychic predicted that she would have a son with very blue eyes that could see things nobody else could see. Um, and, and he would, you know, that it would be a psychic or a medium or something. And so I guess for her, she had kind of like a heads up. I don't know that she put much behind it at the time. But when I as I got older, and as a teenager, having even more intense experiences, she told me that story, uh, which I thought was very cool. Amazing. So, you know, that's beautiful that, you, you know, she was already kind of like tuned in. So 
was there sort of like, how did you like nurture those skills or did you not even need to do anything? And it's just like, as you were tapping in, like more and more things opened up or she's like, oh, honey, let's like do something or let me, you know, encourage you to like expand on these skills. Was it something like that or was it just your kind no, of just up? It just kind of happened. Yeah. Like I remember at eight years old, so there was a remote viewing experience with my dad in Thailand. And then things got kind of scary for me. Like I would lie in bed at night and I would see all these shadows standing in the room around me. And it was very overwhelming. So they actually brought me to a psychiatrist to try to get me like medicated so I could at least sleep. Um, and so I was like on prescription level sleeping pills at eight years old, just trying to turn it off. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it was not like a super fun. <laughs> it was not a super fun experience. But um you know, as I got older, and I started kind of being able to do it on purpose for people, you know, read for them, my mom thought it was really cool. Um, and so she was always encouraging me at that time, my dad didn't really think much of it. I think he was just way busy with work and didn't really understand it. I think he thought it was too weird. Um, but then yeah, so as I got older, and people started, you know, offering me money to do readings for them, and things like that, she became kind of like the number one supporter. And so I would work psychic fairs and things like that. And she would be at the front table <laughs> signing people up for readings. And she we'd travel together doing that. Uh, so she was very supportive. But I remember when I started doing platform work, which is where you're working with an audience of people rather than one person, she would never watch. She would go for a walk, <laughs> go get coffee. And I, and I asked her, like, why won't you come and watch? And she said, oh, Matthew, no, I can't. It's just my anxiety gets way too high. I can't watch you do this. Uh, <laughs> it was always really fun, though. We always had a good time. Oh, wow. I love that. So did you, I mean, obviously, now you've shared that you were medicated a little bit because you're like, yeah. listen, I'm not ready for all of this. There's certain parts yeah. I'm ready for, others I'm not. So were you able to figure out pretty quickly how to turn things off and on? So for example, like if you're someone who's already fully sensory at a really young age, you're going to school, you're doing other things. I mean, were you just seeing things around you like all the time? Like what would you do? How would yeah. you kind of like shut it down or say, no, I don't want to see this. Like, were you able to do that or not really? Not really. No. In fact, it wasn't until like when I became a teenager, I was able to kind of turn it on and off more. But as a young kid, I remember sitting in class and there being this like ghost beside me. Right. And I knew he wasn't alive, but he he looked so real. And he, he was wearing a janitor's uniform and he would just sit beside me the whole class every day <laughs> and just kind of made me feel comfortable, actually. Like he was a very caring presence for me. Um, and, and, you know, a bunch of things like that happened. Um, but when I was a teenager, it kind of like, yeah, it, it, I was able to work with it a little bit better until I was 19. Uh, and when I was 19, I had a car accident and a brain injury. And on the other side of that, I could not turn it off. It was so unbelievably, unmanageably overwhelming that I had to take all kinds of tranquilizers and sedatives during the day even because I was just hearing things and seeing things and it was just way, way too much. Um, but eventually I learned to control it and it took a lot, about 10 years probably of really working on learning how to turn it on and off. Um, before I was able to kind of like be a little bit more functional. Um, in that time, 
the medication helped me to cope with it. So even though I was still seeing things and feeling things, I wasn't as overwhelmed because I was, you know, constantly basically half asleep. Um, so it was, yeah, it was very challenging. Now I can kind of turn it on and off, which is great, but uh, it was definitely a hard road to learning that. Wow. So were you aware of, since you were able to see and experience a lot of things, were you aware of guides and having support around you? I know you just mentioned like the janitor who would be like yeah. sitting next to you, but did you have other guides that you're like, oh yeah, I've got like the support system around me? No, no. In fact, I at first had no idea that so even though I had mediumistic experiences, I didn't really think of myself as a medium at the time, which is crazy because I was doing readings professionally. I considered myself a psychic. And then after the car accident, and I'd already been working professionally at that point, um, after the car accident, like I didn't need any tools. I didn't need anything. Before that, I would still use tarot, even though I didn't need it. It would kind of help. After the car accident, that's when I really became aware, like within a few years, became aware that I was getting my information from like the other side because people's loved ones started to come forward more and more and more and more. Um, and in fact, I would say there was like probably a two week period where at, you know, everyone had been coming to see me for my ability to predict the future, sometimes right down to the dates um, of events. And then within a two week period, all these people's loved ones started showing up like crazy and it shifted. And then everyone started coming for that. And, and it was this weird shift that happened. But I think that started to happen once I got more comfortable with managing my own energy and managing the energy, you know, of, of this ability. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a journey for sure. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So talking of which, I know that you have created, I think, I believe, is it two tarot decks? Two oracle decks and a, two and a tarot deck. Oh yeah. my goodness. Wow. So what kind of inspired you to do that? And when did the first one come out? Well, you know, it was something that I wanted to do for a long time. Like I, I always thought it would be cool, but I didn't know how to do it. Like it looked so complicated to me, like just outrageously complicated. Then I came across this website called The Game Crafter and where you could like create in individual cards and they had kind of like the dimensions. So you knew how big they had to be and uh, you could create a booklet and you could upload them all. And I sat down and I thought, I'm just going to try creating a card, right? And I, you know, I'm very creative and I love art. And so I thought, well, I'll use like digital art at first. So I, you know, hand did digital art um, and an illustration. And then I was like, hey, that card's not too bad. I'll do another one. And so I did. And after about the fourth card, I was so sold on that that that's all I did for the following few weeks was I created this Oracle deck. Uh, and I had a great time doing it. And I, you know, wasn't even doing it to try to make money. I just wanted to do it because I thought it would be fun. And I put it up on Game Crafter and it started selling like crazy. It was amazing. So then I thought, well, I think I'll create another another deck. Um, and so I, I carved out like a couple of weeks in my schedule. And I thought I'm doing absolutely nothing for the next two weeks except for creating this card deck. And that was the Lantern of the Shadow. That was the second one. The first one was Lantern of the Soul. So it, it took me two weeks. I had it all done and ready to go. And the proofs were ordered. Um, and that was that was cool. And then the third one, I thought, well, I have two Oracle decks. Maybe I'll do a tarot deck. And I thought, I want to do a tarot deck that 
is easy to interpret for people where they don't even have to know the meaning of the cards in order to get an interpretation. So I created the emotive tarot. And the reason it's called that is all of the colors on the cards with the illustrations um, are all supposed to evoke an emotion that aligns with the meaning of the card. Um, and so I created that. And that one I worked at day and night about eight hours a day and I finished it in, in one week. It was the f- like craziest thing I've ever really <laughs> done. Um, but you know, they've been selling really well. And, and to me that it, it was amazing, uh, with the first deck because, you know, a lot of us do live readings and things like that on Facebook. The first time I saw a reader use one of my card decks on a live, I almost fell off my chair. I was so blown away and like my heart was exploding with all this joy and it was a feeling that i've never had before in my entire life that people i had never even met were using these decks um and it just brought me a joy that i can't even really put words to it was the coolest thing ever Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And you know, one of the things I did want to mention is because I I can't remember exactly, but I think we might have, uh, you know, connected in 2021 or something like that. And what I loved Mm -hmm. is there were so many of us, right, that were into you, into Michael, into Pam, into Windwalker, like there were all of you, and you were all so incredibly supportive of each other. And I think that was a really important thing to also show is that, you know, it's not about, oh, well, I'm just doing my own thing here. And this person's doing their own thing. It's like, there was so much genuine love and support. And I think that was very inspiring for a lot of us, because it's such a great message to put out there. Because I truly feel that, you know, so many things are shifting in our world. And I think this aspect of um, everyone kind of like, sharing and co-creating and collaborating is such a beautiful thing and such an important message to get out. And, you know, I remember a couple of people that I was in their lives like, and today I'm going to be showcasing Matthew's deck. And then they would open it up and it was just so amazing, right? Because I know you would pop into them as well sometimes. So it was just really beautiful. And I could just imagine the joy of something that you created because it completely came from like just your genuine love and desire to share something. And do you feel like this was um, very much channeled? Like, would you just sit and say, okay, what I'm going to create? Like, what's my theme? And then the inspiration would just keep flowing in? Yeah, that's exactly what happened, actually. Like, you know, especially for the the first two decks, especially were like that, where, you know, right down to like the design of the card, you know, right down to like, I felt I felt it out, I guess you could say the whole way through every card was right down to like little tiny details in the cards were all intentional. Um, and, and there's elements of the first deck and the first two decks, especially where there was like numerology hidden in the cards, you know, and, and things like that. Just the different design elements were very aligned with different elements, you know, and different, um, different numbers and all kinds of stuff. So every part of it was intentional. I wanted the cards to impart more than just what was written on them. I wanted them to have a specific frequency and I feel like it it worked. It worked well. I love that so much. That's beautiful. Um so I wanted to ask you I know that not too long ago you also put out a book. Would you like I to did. talk a little bit about what that is all about? Sure. So uh the book is called The Little Book of Wise and Powerful Thoughts. 
And it was so much fun to write. Like I loved every second that I worked on that book. Um, and basically it's a, you know, it's a great book for people like me who have zero attention span. I don't want to read, you know, like a, a tomes <laughs> of wisdom. I want like a couple of sentences. And at first I felt almost bad about publishing a book that each page was like one thought. Right. Um, and I felt kind of weird about it. But every time I had tried to sit down and write a book book that wasn't like a novel or something like a storybook, um, I couldn't do it. I would get a couple of sentences in and then that was it. And I think it was because I used to be able to write forever and like pages and pages and pages. But working in social media for so long, you have to learn how to take like huge concepts and put them into a couple of sentences. And so I could never undo that. Like I was never able to like reverse that process. And then a really amazing friend of mine, she's who's an author, a very well-known author, in fact. And she said to me, why use more words than what you have to? Uh, anyway and then another friend said nobody wants to read a whole book they want like this is perfect they can just read a sentence or two and get on with their lives um and so that kind of took the weird feeling away and i realized that actually this is very accessible for people um and anybody who, who's like me who has a different working brain like who can't read for long periods of time um you know that's great it's perfect for them so uh i kind of reclaimed something within myself in the process of being comfortable with what i had published <laughs> it was kind of strange uh usually i think people do it the other way around where they get an idea and they are excited about it and then they publish it and then it's great uh, for me i got an idea i did it i published it i was a little like nah, no one's gonna like this and then realized that actually no this is quite positive this is quite valuable and it shifted my relationship with myself and my work in a very positive way i love that so much and that's so true matthew um you know i know that i struggled in the traditional system because i'm a very mm -hmm. like visual learner and audio yeah. learner and so it was just so challenging for me, all these like heavy books and like you had to read yeah, all this stuff. I mean, I got lost. I honestly, I don't know how I made it through with the grades that I did because it's completely not how I learn. And, you know, it's that sort of like, I hate to say it, but like that cookie cutter way of yes. everybody's the same. And it's like just discovering that there's so many different ways that people can do things and so many different ways that we each resonate with things. So I love that because, you know, I'm definitely that person. Like, please don't give me books. And if you are, it's got to be audio and it's got to be interesting or I'm going to be lost, you know? So same. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'm like, if it, does it come on DVD? If it comes on DVD, I can work like I love movies and documentaries and like, you know, all of that. But yeah, I've got I'm like you, I've got a tough time reading books. I, I, I like textbooks a lot because they're like compartmentalized you know, pieces of information, um, which is which is awesome. But, you know, big, long books. I think the last time I really read a whole book, uh, I was probably about 20. So that's 18 years ago. That's probably the last time I sat down and read an actual full on book. Um, and ever since, you know, then I, I just I'm basically like, does it come in a song, a movie, a TV show, a documentary, an audio book, like something, <laughs> something else? Um, but yeah, they do now, though. They, they have all kinds of formats for 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 information. It's awesome. 
Yes. And I'm so grateful for that because, you know, it's, I mean, I do think it shifts how people learn, right? And how we take yeah. in information. And, you know, I feel bad sometimes because I'm like, oh my God, I learned all this stuff and I don't remember much of it because it, the way that it was presented to me was not how my mind could absorb it, you know? So. Yeah. Totally. Like all these years that we've been like doing all of these things, like I would literally remember like studying even in college and I would fall asleep and I'd open my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, I'm on the same page, but now I've already <laughs> forgotten. So I got to start again, you know? So I just remember like oh, moments totally. like that. <laughs> same here, you know, like, and, and it's hard because I would love to go do like a degree in philosophy or something, but I know that that equals like 50 billion words worth of reading. So as so I'm just not, it's just not going to happen. All of my educational background has been health sciences related for the most part. Um, and so that kind of reading I'm great with, you know, I could read biology textbooks all day long <laughs> or chemistry or whatever, but um, not so much uh, the super, you know, crazy in-depth stuff. I love that. And it's such a great thing as we're talking. I'm like, oh, no wonder I went to art school because I figured that would be much more my lane than anything else. So <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, though. Art school would be amazing, but hard. I can't even imagine. I love doing art and I paint and I and you know, all kinds of stuff, but I don't think I could do it in a classroom. <laughs> I think I would yeah, die. I think it just offered a different way to do things that allowed a different part of my brain. I mean, obviously, I had to take lots of other classes, too. But I think it allowed some balance for me to just have a place where I didn't have so many rules and structures. Yes, that makes environment. Sense. So I think that was like really helpful to have that balance and uh, do it that way, which is so exciting. So talking of all this creative projects. And I know that you're an incredibly creative person. And you just shared that you've created all this beautiful integration of like art into your projects. Um, I know that you've also been dabbling in maybe some like plant medicine, herbalism. Please share what that's all about. Sure, I have a diploma in herbal medicine, actually. Um, and right now I'm taking, you know, a course in formulary, uh, which is a lot of chemistry, which is fun and I love it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I have always really been drawn to plants and and you know herbal medicine and working with the earth itself. And it's always been like a really strong interest. And years ago I studied aromatherapy and had been doing that for a million years. And I thought, you know, what's like the next step, you know, for me? And plant medicine has always been there, you know, in my in my heart. And um, so I did a diploma in it. And now I'm working on a certificate in formulary, and I'm going to probably take courses in that forever. I'm one of those weird people who is not happy unless I'm enrolled in a program of some kind. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can see it all. The, there's a lot of diplomas on the wall behind me. And that's not even all of them because I finish one program and then I jump in to another program and I just keep going. Um, so yeah, it's something that I've, I've always felt really drawn to and connected to and learning about it and learning about the history of it, especially has just been so amazing. I feel um, that there, you know, the knowledge in in that world is hundreds and hundreds of years old, and some of it, for most of that time, was oral tradition that was just talked about. Um, and and I just think there's something beautiful to you know being um, a recipient of a lineage like that. I think it's very cool. 
Wow, I love that. I'm personally very drawn to that as well. And, you know, I come from a land where like Ayurveda and like plant medicine and herbs is like so big. And I was literally just having this conversation over the weekend because I like have my little kit that I carry with me. And they're like, oh, what are you making? I'm like, oh, this is just some oregano seed tea. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> Oh, you know, it's like human tea. They're like, oh, well, what is this stuff? You know, so it's so amazing because in some sense, you know, the way that I grew up there, my mom didn't really use any like traditional medicine, right? It was more yeah. of this because this is what's been handed down in our families, homeopathic medicine and, you know, using Ayurveda, you know, and so yeah. that's all I've known. And I always love that. It's like, what can I use that's natural that can support me? And so I've noticed that I've been leaning more and more in that direction. So there is this deep desire. So I'm very inspired by what you're sharing, because I definitely want to, you know, dive deeper into it and create things, you know, and not just for me to use, but for others also. And I do feel that there's something that's opened up very much so in the past, even a couple of years even now, where people are much more open. It's almost like all of this stuff that we were practicing, like, you know, maybe hundreds of years ago is now coming back and being like, yeah, you know, we've tried all these different ways and no way is wrong. You have to find what works. Yeah. For you. But I think a lot of people have tried a lot of maybe, let's just say, traditional medicine and they're not being able to find what they're looking for. And so they're open to say, listen, I've tried this, I've tried that, what else is there? And I think this kind of information is really something that people are looking for. So I think it's really exciting that you're kind of, you know, jumping in or you have jumped in and there's much more fun that you're gonna create with it. And again, who knows what you're gonna create out of that? Cause I definitely see you as like, you know, I'm the same way. It's like, I'm an eternal student. It's like, yes. what, what looks exciting to me okay i'm gonna like start exploring that and diving into that and then seeing where that like leads me or navigates so yeah no i i can totally relate to that and, you know i think people are more more open to it now you know than they than they have been for a long time and i think that's a beautiful thing because you know can herbal medicine fix everything of course not are there certain things that are much better handled with like chemicals in a hospital you know like medications of course you know they're i think everything has its place but what i love about herbal medicine is that it can support us right even when we're getting conventional allopathic treatment of of some kind it can still support us as we go through that and i think that that is such a beautiful thing and you know i i believe um that these plants and these medicines like they want to help us you know it is it, and i think that's that's a beautiful thing i was always one of those people that felt bad even for pulling a weed out of the garden right like just felt so guilty because i killed it a living thing to the point where a few years ago i almost made a second garden just for the weeds so i could just pull them out of the herb garden and then transplant them into the weed garden um <laughs> and then i saw myself but i i realized in that process you know that these these medicines also choose us. They choose us. Um, and I'll tell you, at the beginning of the pandemic, out of nowhere, yarrow started growing like crazy in my garden. And yarrow is all for like 
um, you know, immune system and and oh, uh, lung support and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was just crazy. The plants that started showing up in my in my backyard and my front yard were all in alignment with what we would be needing. Uh, and they had not grown there before. So it was just very cool. You know, I think the medicines choose us as well. I love that. So was that kind of when your inspiration started to kind of dig deeper or have you've always had the fascination and you just then had the time to really put some attention to it? Exactly. Yeah, the the fascination had always been there. In fact, the program that I took, I had wanted to take it for almost a decade before I did. Um, And then, yeah, everything just kind of lined up for it. And I, you know, just thought, you know what, like, all of a sudden, this money fell into my lap, because, you know, school's not and it's not cheap. Um, And and I thought, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. And you know what, everything else will just hopefully work out like this is all the money I have, but I'm going to spend it on this and pray to the universe that, that I get some more if I need it. And that's, you know, thankfully what happened. But uh, yeah, and it was an immediate, like I fell in love with it. So immediately, the second my textbooks arrived, and the second I started, you know, taking um, these courses, I was just so hooked, like it was in within seconds, I was hooked on it. Uh, it was it was really cool. It felt like I was arriving at something that had already been there, like a coming home to myself almost. I love that so much, because uh, this is my belief, you know, that we all have had many different multidimensional lives and we have done many things. And it's almost this remembering of certain aspects of ourself uh, that we probably have been like, you know, like, especially for us that are really into it. Like, you know, we were probably like shamans or like plant healers or medicine men, women, you know, so I think it that's another clue to me when something interests and excites me that much. It's like, oh, there's yeah. definitely some connection there. And, you know, we all get to choose. Do you want to explore it? Do you not want to explore it? And yeah, it's all, totally. It's all great. It's all great. But it's nice to have that element of being really excited and wanting to like dive into something. So um, I too will be definitely indulging, maybe not to the degree that you are, but I will definitely be doing my little dabbling because it is something that I'm very, I feel very connected to. And I just always feel like, you know, nature is so incredible and just has provided so many natural resources and medicine. And it's just up to us to like notice and say, wow, you know, look at all of these things. I mean, even something simple, right? Like I tell people, it doesn't have to be a whole big thing. You could just have like a lemon balm plant in your home. You could have Mm -hmm. basil, like something that you are nurturing, that you are being able to also like, you know, enjoy but you're also being able to like actually be close to it be in its energy like you can do simple things all the way to like if you wanted to create products do other things so i just love that there's so much span of how much you want to dip in and out of any of these things me too and you know i think one thing that a lot of us forget and and some of us remember later is like we are a part of nature you know, we're, we're, we're not living on the earth, we are of the earth. Um, and I think one thing that we know about nature is how resilient it is. And it's resilient because it takes care of itself, uh, is, you know, when we're not getting in the way of that. And so, you know, I think that, um, I think that because nature takes care of itself, and we are of nature, we are of the earth, it takes care of us too. You know, it's a very, I think it's a very symbiotic and beautiful thing. 
I couldn't agree more with that. So I wanted to ask you, I know you do so many different things. Is there something you want to share in terms of like what you're up to these days or what's really exciting you? What's on the path right now? Share. You know, I think like everyone else, I wake up and about 930 in the morning, I have a nervous breakdown followed by a headache and then I have lunch and then I spend the rest of the day trying to figure out how I'm going to help myself in the world. Um, you know, I think, I think that's really it. But I guess, you know, at a overarching level, um, you know, working on on uh, events that I have going on. So I'm doing these psychic night events in person here in Ottawa, but also online meditation and messages night. I've got two books on the go that I'm writing. Um, one of them is, is a story and the other one is is similar to the first book that I put out. Um, and just hanging out with animals and helping, trying to help people and, and get through <laughs> like everybody else. Uh, not anything crazy exciting. I'll be totally honest. <laughs> that sounds pretty exciting, Matthew. And, um, I love that you, like I said, you know, you always kind of share exactly where you're at and it's true. It's like, you know, we go through a gamut of things every single day. Right. And so I think the whole thing is to, like you said, to just embrace and to just try to stay as present as possible in each exactly. moment. To just allow things. I think sometimes we're so busy trying to control. It's like, but why am I feeling this way? Like, I should feel like this and I should be like yeah. that. It's like, just honor wherever you are. Yeah. It's okay. And it's also 100%. And also to remember that it's it's not permanent. It's that moment or moments yes. or even an hour. And then you'll be feeling something else. But I think it's also important to say that, you know, there are lots of beautiful tools and resources. You've personally shared a bunch that you've created, you know. So, you know, there's no shortage of things that are available to us if we choose and mm. just step in and look around. So I'm really grateful that you have also done that and just, you know, joyfully created things and put out into the universe for people to enjoy. And I know you have an incredibly active community and I just love like whenever I'm able to like pop in to see how much love and support there is both ways, right? Like you for them and them for you and all of that. And so it's just really, really powerful and very, very beautiful to see that. So um, I also want to remind everybody that all of Matthew's information is going to be in the bio section everywhere that this gets posted. So please look him up and connect with him and check out all the amazing things that he's up to. And I just truly see you as such an inspiration and just putting out so much beautiful love energy into the world. And I'm personally inspired by it. So Oh, thank you. Very, very grateful for that. <laughs> I I appreciate that. And you know what? I feel so lucky to have all the amazing people in the social media community. I mean, when I look at other pages, I see all these trolls and people yelling at each other in comments. And at least up to now, knock on wood, like I haven't really had that. And I think it's because, you know, I'm in I'm in the business <laughs> of collecting amazing friends, really, is what it comes down to. And I happen to be really good at, at at gathering amazing human beings together and and developing, you know, this really cool support system almost is is what it is. And seeing people in the comments supporting people that they've never met will look, you know, m most likely never meet, um, and just seeing all of that that flow between people. I mean, it's just mind blowing to me how beautiful that is. And I think that that those um 
kind moments are what I just love the most about our world. And uh, I get to see those kind moments pretty much every single day on my Facebook page. And I'm I'm so grateful. So, you know, come come hang out with us. <laughs> come hang out with us. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, what's beautiful too, and what you're saying, Matthew, it's, you know, your community is kind of a reflection of what you've created, right? So the energy that you're putting into it is what you're seeing. Because if you are putting in there that sense of like community and love. And also I think just this very um, you know, I shared this before, like you really share like all the moments that are happening, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not always good. They're not always, no. you know, happy moments. And I think that's another thing that actually really connects the community because then it opens up the space for them to share and to exactly. feel like, wow, I don't, I'm not going to be judged. I'm actually going to be supported and loved. And God knows who's going to present another resource to me and say, hey, why don't you check out this? This helped me. So it's almost like the cre- the community itself starts to like get in a place where they're supporting each other in a way that just kind of it keeps expanding the community. So it's really powerful. That's exactly it. And you know, I I think it really did start when I couldn't hide my problems anymore. <laughs> like because up to that, you know, it was I think there was about 2000 people on my page when I was pretending that I was, you know, life was grand and it wasn't. Um once I started letting those walls down, like it brought a lot of awesome people in. And for the exact reason that you're saying, like, I think it gave people permission to show up as they are. And, you know, uh, years ago, especially when I was starting with all of these like big challenges, I kind of had this moment. I remember it very well. I was in the shower and I was thinking about, you know, life like we all do. I was probably fighting with somebody in my head in the shower like everyone does. And um, and I I had this moment where I was like, I'm going to take because I was angry. Um, I thought I'm going to take all of the good stuff that happens to me in my life and I'm going to take all of the crappy stuff that happens to me in my life and I'm going to use it all of it. And I'm going to use it. I'm going to live uncomfortably transparently, <laughs> like, you know, vulnerable to the point where it's uncomfortable sometimes, and it can be. Um, but I'm going to, you know, make sure this hardship doesn't get one over on me. And I thought, well, the only way to make sure it doesn't win um, is to use it for good and to use it to help other people. And that's that shower fight with the universe in that, you know, in that moment, I think, um, is what laid the groundwork for all of this to happen. Um, I think sometimes we get our moments of clarity when we're sitting in stillness and when we are receptive. Uh, and I think sometimes we get our moments in clarity when we are screaming at the sky, <laughs> begging for things to change for the better. And then this stillness shows up or this moment shows up where we can feel the universe answering us through our own self. And that's what happened that day in that shower for me. And I I got out of the shower and I I think I did a Facebook Live and I opened up a little bit more. And um, of course, I was really nervous. Uh, I did. I was afraid of judgment for sure. And then, you know, over time, I I realized like there's not one person on this planet who has got an easy life, not one. And so I'm just going to show all of that and let people know that they're safe to show up as they are. 
Yeah, that's so powerful, Matthew. And that's exactly it. And I, I will say the other component is, you know, you are somebody who's deep into your craft. You've been, you know, doing your work and, you know, you have large audiences. You're, you know, you're doing many things. And sometimes I think people who are kind of earlier on in their journey are going to put you on a pedestal and say, oh, God, I hope everything in, Math- everything in Matthew's <laughs> life must be perfect. It must be great. Yeah. Like, you know, all of these things. So, that's another reason why I'm saying like, it's so important that what you're showing is like, no, I'm just like you. I'm literally yeah. just like you. And that that is a definite thing. Like I have definitely had people that thought that either I was rolling in money, which has never been the case, or, you know, that my life was all together, or I couldn't possibly experience grief because I'm a medium, you know, or all of these things. And, um, and I think it did like letting those walls down. I think it really did show people uh, that actually, no, nobody is excused from hardship. Nobody on this planet is excused from hardship. Um, and I think when we when we can really embrace the hard things, like in the moment that we're going through them, but also after in our processing of them, I think that we can be given a gift that is profoundly powerful. Anybody who experiences trauma or you know really hard hard things, I think that we're given this present from the universe that allows us to see the subtle beauties within the world around us. There's a movie about that entire thing called collateral beauty. Um, and, and I urge people to watch it if they, if they want to learn more about that, it's a great movie with like Helen Mirren and Will Smith and Kira Knightley and Edward Norton and all uh, Kate Winslet. Um, but it's all about, it's all about that, the way that, that there's always a trade-off with loss or grief or whatever. And that trade-off is being able to see beauty that nobody else can see. Um, and I think, I think that's true for, for all of us who've gone through something. I don't know where I was going with that. I was on the tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Off off in left field again. (laughs) This is, listen, this is the beauty of this podcast. I don't plan anything. It's like we just go with the natural flow. So it's like whatever is showing up is showing up. And it's truly what you said. It's about embracing all of it, right? Like, I I don't want this to be so curated that, you know, I want you to show up exactly the way you are. And very much what you're sharing, Matthew, about this piece of, you know, that is a reason for me to do this podcast too because sometimes people will say oh healers and coaches but that's not me i'm like yeah but the reason i'm having people come is because they're going to share with you that they're exactly like you they're just totally. in a different part of their journey but totally. they are going to be authentic and transparent this is like hey trust me i know where you're at i am yeah. there i have been there and i'm just trying to show I'm you that still there exactly exactly and I think that's so important because I think that's one of the things that I experienced when I was, you know, during the pandemic, all of that stuff happened. I was in my dark night of the soul journey thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have one person that I can talk to who yeah. could understand what I'm going through. I mean, I was completely alone. Now, of course, I didn't realize that that is part of the process that you are meant it to is. be alone for a yeah. certain amount of time it so is. that you can go inside instead of the external stimulation. But, yeah. you know, once I came out and thank God, even though there are days when I don't love social media, at that time, I was like, thank you, social media. Because of social media, slowly when I was ready, I was coming on Facebook and finding people like you and Michael and Wind Walker, so many people, right? And each one of you 
offered something to me by being authentic, by being vulnerable, by saying, listen, you are not alone. You are not alone. And it helped me so much and literally was the inspiration for this podcast to say, because I realized that I received the support and I was able to navigate through my journey, I recognized that there's got to be hundreds and thousands of people who feel like they're alone, that there Millions is no support, <laughs> right? Or that they're in communities or places where they can't even talk about this stuff because it's not acceptable. Oh, it's so true. And, and it's so common. And I'm so glad that you created this podcast. This has been a lot of fun talking to you. I really enjoyed Thank it you. a lot. Thank you so much. This has been just beautiful. And you know, you've been on my mind to like reach out to you. But sometimes I'm like, Oh, Matthew's just so busy. You know, I'll connect. I'll, with him when I'll I always <laughs> make time for cool people like you doing oh, cool things like this. Thank you. No, so truly. Much. Yeah, and, you know, I, I love it. Like in a blink of an eye, like honestly, Matthew, when I started and just, you know, like Michael was like my premiere episode yeah, and he me. and I, he and I were just like, it's like, let's just hold hands together and we'll jump off the cliff together into the, Aww. into the universe. It was just so beautiful. And I, I can't believe that it's been a year already. Like That's I'm, amazing. I'm just as surprised and like, what? It's been a year, but it's been so incredible because, you know, just how we've been sharing earlier is like, this is pure early just from my heart to share because it's I know that even though I don't always understand it and I'm not like attached to anything I'm just like if it can just help one person to listen to someone's story and say I found myself in that story or there's some resource that you offered that we talked about that someone could like say oh my god I'm gonna get that book or yeah. you know what I mean it's just like you never know what's gonna offer something to someone so it's just about putting all this information out there with that intention of love and support and uh, you just don't know who it's going to touch. And it's not even important sometimes. I don't need to know what that yeah. is. I just have to trust that if I'm in alignment and I'm following my path and I'm doing it truly from this genuine heart space, that the universe is going to help to like, you know, totally. do what it's going to do. <laughs> totally. It will. You know, and I, I think, yeah, I think you're totally right about that, you know, and I think that we often maybe don't even realize how many people we we touch or help. I know that in my mind, there's like five people that read my posts and like, you know, a few people that watch my videos and that's it um, in, in my mind. But, um, you know, then I'll randomly get a message from somebody that I didn't don't, you know, I, I there's not like somebody who comments all the time on my Facebook page. So I didn't really you know, see the name before. And they would just say, Hey, thank you so much for everything you do. You know, you really got me through the last month or the last year or whatever. Um, and that I mean, like, I feel like the luckiest person in the world, because I literally have a job where almost every day somebody says thank you for something. Um, and that is so unusual. <laughs> in Our world, not many people get to start their work day with emails of thanks and gratitude. So, you know, I feel very blessed, very blessed. Indeed. But you know, at the end of the day, you created that Matthew, you created that energy, you've created your platforms, you've created that space uh, for people to, to feel that way. And, you know, it's almost like imagine you woke up and you're like, mm, I don't know. And then you look at your social media, and like someone writes this beautiful post, it just shifts your entire energy. Oh, it totally does. And that's always my hope for what I can bring to other people, right? Is like, we, you know, whenever they, whatever they need will show up somehow <laughs> for them. 
um you know whether it's on my page or not i don't really care i just want them to to find what they need in their in their path to bring them to the next step because sometimes life is um year by year sometimes it's hour by hour and sometimes it's literally getting through to the next minute with holding yourself together and i think um my hope is that you know regardless of what anybody's going through that they'll be brought from the universe in whatever way it's meant to be uh what will bring them through to that next minute or hour or year that's always yes, my hope. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, I remind myself because I remember how it was for me that I didn't even know that I was being guided, right? I'm just like, oh, yeah. how did I land up here? And it's like, you know, trust that you have love and support, whether it's coming from the other side. You know, some people don't even believe in some of those things, but just know that the support is there. And sometimes it's okay to ask and just say, hey, totally. can you just show me? Can you just show me what I need to see where I can get support? And then there's trust that you will be guided and led. And it's, a great thing to ask, like definitely ask. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, you know, when we think of even things like prayer, right, I have always thought that that's really helping us to align with blessings that are probably coming anyway, but it gets us out of our own way enough to receive them. Um, you know, I think there's no harm in asking the universe for anything that you want, anything, um, and and being open to receiving it. And And I think that's a beautiful thing about our world. I think we get surprised constantly and i think that can be really great even sometimes when it's not so great in the moment it, we can work with it and turn it into something great if we want to exactly i love that so much well it's been so much fun and such a delight to connect with you today matthew and to Likewise. Uh, have my audience learn more about you and what beautiful stuff that you're putting out into the universe and just reminding everyone that all of matthew's information will be in the bio section so please definitely look him up connect with him and find all the beautiful things that he's up to so matthew we're kind of coming to the closing of this show but i I wanted to invite you if it feels good to you to pull a card share a message for the collective that would be incredible sure let me take a deep breath and we'll see what comes up so the message that i'm getting is you know really more about being present i think understanding that right where you are is good enough, you know, for your relationship with the universe around you, the world around you with yourself, um, and understanding that you don't have to be a certain way to receive good things. You don't have to, you know, be your own idea of success in order to receive things. You can receive goodness and kindness and love from the universe exactly where you are right now, exactly who you are. Um, so maybe just like cut out the idea of putting <laughs> gatekeepers on your own joy and happiness. Don't tell yourself, I'll be happy when. Don't, you know, gatekeep your own good, good feelings and good things and your own blessings. Um, accept them where you are. That's my the message. Accept wow. them where you are. I love that so much. What a beautiful and powerful message and reminder for all of us. And thank you again, Matthew. This has been so My amazing. Pleasure. Thank and you. So I've fun. had a great time. <laughs> yeah, any time. I would love to come back and hang out with you again.
Thank you so much, Matthew. And I just want to thank my beautiful, amazing audience that tunes in. And I'm so grateful for you. And I hope that you receive some beautiful messages, including this last bonus message. And I can't wait to connect with each of you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Elevate with V. I'm so grateful for your time and support. I hope that there were some valuable takeaways to map onto your own journey. If you haven't done so yet, please follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Spotify, please follow and rate five stars there. Higher ratings and great reviews means more people can find and tune into this content. If we're not connected yet on Instagram, be sure to find me and say hello at Vanita underscore Santoshi. I would love to hear from you, especially when you're talking about your favorite takeaways from each episode. Thank you again for tuning in and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode. Music